This is CliffCentral.com. Amazing song to start today's show with. I'm Sharon Dale, and you're listening to Animal Central. Now, today we're dedicating this show to Cecil the Lion. A very, very special dedication, but not only to Cecil, to all the animals that have been hunted on our continent. All the animals that have been murdered, should I say, but that's my personal opinion. Now, for those who don't know the story of Cecil, Cecil was killed in early July after an American um, dentist actually paid a local safari company $55,000, which is about 50,000 euros, to wound this beautiful lion with a bow and arrow and then track him mercilessly for 40 hours in pain and agony before finally killing him with a rifle. Now, this hunt provided... Uh, you know, it provoked worldwide outrage when it emerged that Cecil was actually a well-known attraction to visitors to Zimbabwe's Hungwe National Park and was in fact wearing a tracking collar as part of an Oxford University research product. However, you know, Cecil wasn't the first lion to be savagely killed by hunters, nor will he be the last, unless the world stands together to protect our wildlife and outlaw hunting as a recreational sport for the wealthy people of the world who can do it. Now, today my guests in studio are Drew Abramson. She is from Exclusive Safaris and Captured in Africa, who's going to give us an update on Cecil's brother Jericho and Cecil's cubs. And we will also discuss the wonderful movie called Blood Lions that's just come out. Then we've got Linda Park, who's been with us before. Linda is from Campaign Against Canned Lion Hunting. And finally, we have the amazing Ainsley Hay. She's also been a regular guest. She's from the NSPC Wildlife Division. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's actually a pleasure having you all here today because I think it's important for people to find out exactly what the situation is. And our, our sentient beings in Africa are being killed for money. And I think Cecil's death, although a tragedy, has finally woken up the world to what is actually happening out there. And I just hope that the momentum stays there, that it doesn't die out in a couple of months and followed by something else. So, Drew, let's start with you. I know a lot of people, and we've got a lot of, lot of international listeners today, who want to find out... Tell us about Cecil. He had cubs. He's got a brother, Jericho. What is the status on Jericho? Um, Jericho and Cecil weren't actually brothers. Oh, okay. Um, they were... Can I take it off? Yes. Um, so I'm listening to myself. Oh, and sure. It's like quite <laughs> um, they weren't actually brothers. Um, they uh, Cecil's brother was killed by um, another male that came into his territory. Um, and about two weeks later, he then killed this this male that had come in. Um, and after that, shortly after that, Cecil and Jericho formed a coalition. Oh, okay. um, and from there, they've they they were together ever since. Now, know. now Cecil had cubs. 
Where's the mum? Um, well, the pride is still there. Um, okay. And they're, they're, they're all well. There's, there's three females and there are seven cubs. Um, uh, media report went out a few days ago with regards to um, one of the cubs being killed, which is, in fact, incorrect. Yes. Um, all, all seven cubs are fine. The one cub, there, there were eight cubs born into the pride. Mm. Um, before Cecil was killed, the one cub disappeared. Um, it could have been another predator. They they don't know. It it happens all the time. Right, cubs right. cubs get killed. Sort of, I think one to two cubs per per pride will make it to adulthood. Um, so it could have been a hyena, leopard, mm, anything mm. like that. So all the cubs are still fine, and the pride is still fine. And now has Jericho replaced Cecil? In the um, yeah, the he, he, yes, he has. Um, it it would be an automatic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't. Uh, the cubs won't come to any harm at all with regards oh, to good. him because he they 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 were born and he was there. Yes. Um. I mean, you know, who's to say that he isn't the father of some of the cubs anyway? Oh, right. Because there right. is more than one female, he could have ended up mating yes. with one of them. So the cub's um, mother is still alive and well. Yes, she Okay, is. so she yeah. is there to they, protect them. Yeah. They, they, and females are, are quite formidable in the wild. I'm they, sure. they, they're very capable of, of protecting. Obviously, they need, they need the males for that extra protection. Yes. Um, but there's, you can't say that Jericho is not going to provide that. Um, and even if something does happen, uh, other lions do come into their territory and chase him off. Yes. Um, females are quite adept at keeping cubs out of danger. So it's, it just, it's, it's a wild situation, which is, I I Mm, think, believe mm. got to be left. Yes. Because, I mean, this this whole um, outrage, I mean, if you look on social media, the groups that have been set up, um, we got a lot of publicity about the show on some of those groups. I mean, there's Justice for Cecil, there's all this kind of thing. Um, But what actually gets me, and Linda, we'll talk about that just now, is that there seems to be more outrage Internationally and not from South yeah, Africa. Yeah. I, I think our own president kind of laughed it off. Yeah. Uh, Robert Mugabe is actually taking a stand here, which, you know, thank you. He's at least trying to do something. But that is what saddens me is we live in Africa. We need to protect our wildlife. We need to ensure that they're there for our children one day. They are you know, it's one of our national treasures. Definitely. It definitely is. So, Drew, what do you actually do? Um, a, a few things. I own a, a safaris company called Captured in Africa, which I, I started a few years ago um, to try and create as much awareness for big cats throughout mm. Africa as possible. And the reason why I started that is because I'm involved in a lot of um, rescues of lions from breeding farms. Oh, um, right. Throughout the country, um, and I also get calls from uh, Egypt, Spain, some of, some of the European countries mm. to bring cubs that have been in abusive situations over there back to sanctuaries here in yes. South Africa. So, um, yeah, Captured in Africa was was started to to get as much word out there as as possible mm, and mm. to give back as much as possible right it's a, it's a big thing for me absolutely now linda turning to you um campaign against canned lunch canned lion hunting what is it that you guys do we uh, campaign against canned lion hunting was started by chris mercer and bev pervan 
probably uh, 15, 16 years ago. It's an NGO. Uh, and they've been pretty much fighting in the wilderness against um, plant hunting. I became involved with them. I've been doing line work off my own bat for um, for a number of years. Um, and I became involved with, with them last year um, as a director. Um, and, and so what we are is lobbying for change. And we've realized you actually mentioned our president's mm, statement mm. Um, about, about Cecil that change is not going to happen internally. Um, it's got to happen from the outside. Right. So we've been doing a lot of lobbying with, um, Australia, the European Union, um, in the States. We have, we have groups going for pressure, um, to bring change here. And that has happened with, with some of the airlines that have now yes. refused to bring trophies into the yes. country. Um, Australia being the first one who, who introduced a ban. So it's a case of, ki- Keeping up the pressure, keeping up the awareness, mm, mm. and and particularly now with with Cecil, um, who's been the he's been the catalyst yes. for me for change. He's lit a lit a fire, and 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 some people have said to me, but he's just one line. Why is there all this issue about one mm. line? He's not just one line. He's representative of everything that's actually wrong in the hunting industry. Um, everything that's wrong in co- conservation and for me even symbolizes everything that's wrong in the world um, at this time with regards to animal rights. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think it's been kind of the hundredth monkey syndrome. Cecil was just pushed people over the edge and people have, and, and funnily enough, yes, the, most of the, the outrage started overseas and then picked up here, but yes. overseas was, was first. So all I can say is God bless Cecil because, Absolutely. Um, you know, can one line make a difference? Yes, I think I, he can. I can already see it. I can already see it. I mean, as I was saying on social media, this, uh, uh I won't call him a gentleman, the, uh, Walter Palmer, if you look at the protests out of his dental surgery, if you look at the Facebook, I mean, there's even a Facebook wall called A Million Likes Against um, mm-hmm. Walter Palmer. This man is apparently still in hiding. Um, and I see a lot of these groups are now sort of weeding out these other people mm-hmm. that are well-known mm-hmm. hunters that are posing proudly with a dead mm-hmm. giraffe, with a dead leopard. And... Cecil's destiny was to, to have his head cut off and mounted on this wealthy man's wall in his mansion, which I don't get. This is my personal opinion. Mm. I don't see how anyone can shoot a living creature, a wild animal at point blank range. It's got no defense and put it up on their wall. To me, that's psychopathic. I'm probably mm. going to get a bit mm-hmm. of flack no, from that. True. But to me, that's a psychopath. Mm. And is it not a short hop, skip and jump away from having those same tendencies towards human beings. Well, there, there has been um, quite a bit written. Uh, Gareth Patterson actually wrote a very good article about some research that had been done, finding the similarities between trophy hunters. Now, I make the distinction trophy hunter as yes. opposed to no, sure. hunters for the pot. Right. Trophy hunters and serial killers. And there are a lot of similarities. Really? Yes. That is scary. That is scary. Now, Ainsley, you are here from the NSPCA Wildlife Division. What has the SPCA's involvement been here? What is your, you know, take on this whole Cecil hunting matter? 
It's absolutely appalling. Um, we're very happy, though, that it's got the reaction that it mm. has, because ultimately the reality is is that there are select a hand, you know, a handful of very wealthy individuals. They yes. have these hobbies, right. which are trophy hunting, and these hobbies affect everyone because this is our heritage. Yes. These are our animals, and they are being killed for fun. Right. And the worst part, what we find the worst part is that these people stand up and say it's for conservation. Yes. You cannot excuse this under conservation. I'm sorry. It's because you have a hobby that makes you feel the need to kill an animal and place it on your wall. Mm-hmm. Killing an animal is not preserving it or conserving it. It's, it's this, at long last, we're hoping that this ruse will be blown because it's absolute nonsense. Yeah, because that's always the excuse, isn't exactly. it? It's for conservation. And what sort of world are we living in when the only value a wild animal has is whether someone wants to kill it or not? Right. I'm sorry, but it's, we find it absolutely appalling. Mm. No, it is. And then coming back onto the whole canned line, in, line industry, which is huge in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, Linda, they've just brought out a movie called Bloodlines. That is blowing the lid on this whole canned line industry. And these petting zoos, I did a little bit of research um, yesterday on these petting zoos where people and, and tourists believe that these little cubs are going to go and live in a wildlife sanctuary when they grow up. Not true. No, it's absolutely not true. There's a, there's so much con around that whole industry, around the captive breeding industry. The same thing as Angley says, they will tell you that what they do is for conservation. Mm. None of those lines will ever end, ever end up in the wild. So there's no conservation value to captive breeding whatsoever. Mm. Uh, the, the gullible public who go and, and a lot of the tourists who come here and we're going to go and walk with a lion or pet yes. a lion and they're told, you know, you're enriching this, this lion's life and you're enabling it to learn to go back into the bush and this is what's going to happen to it. And they believe it. They mm-hmm. absolutely believe it. The fact of the matter is those lions can never be released into the wild. So you have to ask the question, there's cubs for petting 365 days of the year. Where do they go to from After there? That. Because there isn't place for them. Never mind that they can't go back into the wild. There isn't place for them either in the captive breeding facilities because they're just breeding more and more and mm. more. So if you actually sit, take a step back and ask the question, what happens to all these bodies? Yes. You won't like the answer. No, no absolutely not. And I mean, if you look at the canned lying lion industry, these lions are drugged. They are tied up. They are... They have no defense. They are shot. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I cannot understand how anyone could feel proud to mm-hmm. to murder an animal that is literally a sitting duck. Yeah. And even worse than that are the conditions that the lions are held in mm-hmm. up until that point. Yes, the hunting is absolutely appalling, but there is inherent cruelty from every single step of the way because this is a farming practice. These animals are intensively bred. Our inspectorate division um, is the only inspectorate division in the country in terms of animal welfare that does inspections at these facilities. And yes. we do inspections throughout the country. And the standards are generally, because it's farming now, so you're farming for profit. So that means yeah. if you can cut costs, you're going to increase co- profit. So the bare minimum is given in terms of housing enrichment. These cubs are removed from their mothers unnecessarily so that Mm. they can hand raise them Mm. and then you can pay people to come and bottle feed them and cute Mm. and all of that. Then when they get to the age they're too dangerous to be played with, they're group housed in unsuitable social social, circumstances. Groupings mm. because it's cheaper to house more animals in one cage. It's all that all the mm. practices that you get in intensive farming, but these are wild animals, so they've got very different behavioural requ- behavioural requirements, um, 
you know, enrichment needs and this yes. is not provided. No, and not. unfortunately, the problem that we have in South Africa is that our government is completely run by industry, without a doubt. They buy into whatever industry says. So because there is money behind the industry of the captive lion breeding, hunting, trading industry, they buy it. And that's just been proven again with the SAA airlines. They right. came out and yes. said, they said, listen, we're not going to transport any mm-hmm. endangered species trophies. Wonderful. And we then change them out. Them. And then <laughs> right. they, they had a meeting mm-hmm. with the Department of Environmental affairs and they went oh okay sorry mm. we were joking we're not going to do it I saw that we're one of the few airlines that are actually exactly. mm-hmm. transporting these trophies mm-hmm. whereas we've got international insane. international mm. turnaround right. but South Africa just stands up again and lets the animals down but Ainsley uh, tell me this does government benefit from this canned lion hunting 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 industry or is it money that goes into the pockets of a few private individuals do these people get taxed how does that work? Well, the government does get money from permits issued um, for these facilities. So in terms of finances, there is that kickback. Um, but all of these hunt, the hunting fraternity and the captive predator fraternity mm. always say, oh, the money goes back to the, to the, po- mm. to the communities, right. to the impoverished rubbish. Look at Cecil. So yes, it was an illegal hunt, but all that made it illegal was the fact that there wasn't a permit. This happens time and time again. These animals are hunted. Spend forty hours dying. This is this is commonplace in the hunting hunting industry. The where where, where did that money go? Yes. So the hunter Walter Palmer paid money. Where did that mm-hmm. money go? It went into the private and um, the professional hunter's pocket and the landowner's pocket. It didn't it, it didn't go into Hwangi to assist the wild no. populations of lions. It didn't go anywhere into conservation. It no. is profit based in that sense. Or to the community at exactly. large. I mean, there's mm. tremendous poverty in Zimbabwe. It, the people don't mm. benefit from this. A lot. Sorry, just to add to that, mm. a lot of um, communities surrounding reserves actually have a major issue with predators, especially um, like lion. There's mm. a lot of human conflict. Not mm. not really in South Africa because all of our reserves are are fenced. Right. So there is some sort of protection for the animal. I'm not going to really say for the people because if, if the lion or the leopard get out, mm. they, they will end up being shot um, where they could easily be darted and relocated back right. into the right. reserve. It, it's the same manpower. It takes the same amount of time um, and, and, and funding. But in places like um, Botswana and, and Zimbabwe and further up North Africa, there are no fences surrounding the reserves. So there's a lot of conflict um with with predators and mm. many people in the communities are saying that they don't care about the lions and the leopards and and all of that if if these guys are going in there and they're hunting and they're saying oh it's for conservation and they're giving back to the community why aren't they the the the, the landowner Mm. As well as the professional hunter, the trophy hunter that comes out from whichever country they, they come from. Why don't they go into the communities and, and, and try and educate the people mm. with regards to the need for, for wildlife predators? We, we get hundreds of thousands of tourists coming to Africa mm. every single, every single to year see the to see the wildlife. If there are no lions and leopards mm. and elephants and rhinos left, what are they going to be stuck with? Exactly. Where where are they going to get the money? Another thing that they 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 love saying is they are helping feed the community. Mm. What what are they feeding them with? Mm. We don't eat lions and leopards here. Mm-mm. Um, our 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 restaurants don't stock lion burgers. No. 
um, the community surrounding the reserves don't eat eat lions, and in fact they have a belief that if they 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 eat the lion that has been killed, it will will come back and haunt the karma the, exactly <laughs> right. karma right. So, you know these guys that come out and and trophy hunt these these um, lions and leopards and everything mm. there. Nothing happens to to well. We know what happens to the body parts. They get used for muti, and it it's mm. kind of is supplying the the lion bone trade. But that's a whole other it's issue whole that I'm sure. Issue. Yeah, Linda will be able yes. to explain. But they 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 can't use that as an excuse anymore. It's just no, people there, are not buying no it. Excuse. There mm. is no excuse. And I just want to say now, if if anybody listening wants to ask any questions, you can call us on oh eight six one. Triple five one eight nine, or send us a Twitter message on at cliffcentral.com, or you can go onto Facebook, or you can also phone us on or, or message us via WeChat. Now, Linda, going back to this movie Bloodlines, what is this about? Bloodlines is um, it was actually a one of the producers, Pippa Hankinson um, from Durban. She went to a couple of these captive breeding places and was so horrified. I'm going back probably three or four years ago, so horrified at what she saw that she thought she had to do something. Mm. So she set about gathering um, a group of people together to make this movie. Um, Ian Meckler, who's kind of the star of the show in the movie, has also been fighting against canned hunting for 15, 16 years as well. And it really does, it's a very hard-hitting movie, and it absolutely blows the lid off uh, the canned hunting industry. I defy anybody who's sitting on the fence on the issue go and watch the movie. to go and watch mm. the movie and say canned hunting doesn't exist yes. or the captive breeding industry is okay because you will come out of there and if you don't feel sickened to the pit of your stomach, there's something really mm. wrong with you. And there's the challenge to every person who sees hunting as a hobby and an interesting pastime. Go watch the movie and Absolutely. see if you feel the same. Absolutely. I think a lot of hunters, that's what I've also been seeing, have been saying, okay, we're done. We're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're trading in the gun for a camera. That's it. There's actually mm. a guy who's doing the rounds on Facebook at the moment. What's his name? Chris. Yeah. Chris it, somebody or yeah. another, isn't it? Mm. Um, and he actually posted and he did follow up pictures of himself going to, um, the, the correct department, handing in his gun, wow. dismantling it, giving, handing his bullets that's over. That's fantastic. And saying that's it. He's, he's not doing it anymore, which is fantastic. That is fantastic. And the movie Bloodlines, is this internationally available? Only in South Africa? Has it been released yet? Um, we, we there's been, um, a few, Media screenings. Mm. Um, we've got a screening on on Friday at Fitz, which is sold out. Uh, because that's been sold out, there's a second screening on the Saturday, the fifteenth, um, and that will be at the Rosebank Cinema. Booking online at Web Ticket, so people have to go onto okay. Web Ticket and book there. I believe there are still a few seats left, so people need to hurry up and do that. Um, after here, it goes down to Cape Town. So there's um, a couple of, of screenings in Cape Town. First two screenings, I think, already sold out there. Um, there's another few local screenings, mm. not up in Joburg. And um, then the idea is for it to go international on TV. Oh, really? So that's... The, the whole aim of the movie is not so much, here's the movie, that's the beginning and end mm. of the whole thing. Mm. 
um, it's it's a tool to be used to actually break this industry. Sure. So it's being followed up with a lot of meetings politically here and elsewhere, um, meetings in Australia with the EU, meetings in the States. Um, Botswana totally on board. Botswana's um, Minister of Environmental Affairs, um, TK Karma, he's actually in the movie. Um, and has offered whatever help he can give. He's Fantastic. very, very outspoken about the industry. So it's, it's, it's not, here's the movie and that's mm. the end. It's a step to, sure, in the right direction. Sure. And I think one of the other things that I've picked up is a lot of well-known people, a lot of celebrities like Ricky Gervais, who's always very vocal. He I is. mean, sometimes you, your ears mm. bleed when you <laughs> hear what he has to say. Um, he puts it straight out there. He's been one of the celebrities. I read an article saying, is it Prince William who's now wanting to destroy all the ivory? And he's standing mm-hmm. up against this. So worldwide, this this has really made people sit up and think. But I want to find out, Ainsley, what are the laws? What is the NSPCA looking for? Can you go into a resort or whatever that you know is doing canned line hunting can, uh, and you investigate, can you shut them down? Is there a law against it in South Africa? Unfortunately not. Um, oh. The Animals Protection <laughs> Act does apply to any type of animal. Um, the problem that we have with the methods used in hunting, um, mm. so these methods are not humane generally. The animals are not... Um, if you look at your... Um, your acceptable slaughter methods for production animals. So the animals that we eat, mm-hmm. it's very strictly monitored. It's very strictly um, regulated. And there are methods to ensure that the animals are rendered insensible prior to the slaughter. So that means stunning or there's various methods before the animals are slaughtered. The problem that we have with your captive wildlife industry and some of the hunting practices is that these animals essentially are being slaughtered. They're farmed animals mm. that are now being slaughtered. There's no regulations or anything controlling the slaughter methods. You get gung-ho people who whip out their bow and arrow, who don't actually know how to use a bow no. and arrow. They shoot the animal incorrectly. It spends an inordinate amount of time dying. Even with a lot of your normal hunting placement shots, the shot is actually placed in the lungs. Or you're aiming for the, or you're aiming for the aorta. So it's never, it's very rarely a direct hit. So often these animals actually choke on their own blood. So oh, it is deemed an inhuman, inhumane slaughter method. Whenever we've tried to, tr- we've tried to prosecute hunting methods, we tried mm. to prosecute a human doctor who shot a very tame lioness off of the back of a bucky with a bow and arrow in the free state. We tried to prosecute and the courts just came back and said it's hunting. It's legal. It's, it's allowed. Legal. It's a hunting method. It's a hunting method. So it's very difficult for us when you've got an ingrained, entrenched practice like this, even though there's extremely mm, cruel things mm. going on, when we don't get buy-in from our courts. So you can only, your hands are a bit tied. You can only go to these places and have a look how they are kept to get a abuse or animal cruelty mm-hmm. case against them, mm-hmm. but not the actual killing. It's perfectly legal in our country. Yes. And you, you, you can kill any any animal. It's just the manner. But unfortunately, the problem we have in enforcing the manner when the animals are hunted is that the courts say that it's a it's a standard hunting practice. I just wonder when humans decided that animals were there to be abused, killed, done with whatever we feel like doing. And we we had someone in the studio a few weeks ago who said, but the you know the Bible says that we have dominion over animals. Sure, but does that not mean that we have the task to mm. protect them responsibility. Mm. and the responsibility mm. to ensure that these sentient beings, because mm. they are sentient beings, they feel pain, mm. they feel hurt, they feel, 
you know, that stress that they have to go through. They mourn as well. They you know, mourn. There's so many, you see so many clips of, um, like in, in, in the movie Bloodlines and it's all over the internet and there's, there's one in particular of a female, um, on one side of the fence and her cubs on the other mm-hmm. and they just shoot the female. And the cubs are oh. now on the other side of the fence, completely distraught at what's going on. So you can't, you can't turn around and say that they are just animals and they're completely oblivious as to what's mm, going on. Because no. that's really. That just makes me sick to my stomach. It really mm. does. And you know, a lot of people also argue the fact and they say, but hold on a second. You know, everybody's more interested in a lion that was shot when human beings are suffering. And, and you go, yes, okay, but doesn't that whole picture tie in if we can't care for our animals Mm -hmm. how can we care for our human beings and I always get this wrong so please forgive me it's a quote from Gandhi if someone knows it better than I do you know how you treat animals defines you as a nation Mm -hmm. Um, and and that is the bottom line here that we we actually need to say if we are good and and treat everything with respect whether it's a human being or an animal you know that is what it's about that's the way to change this world we live in because um, but, you know you people know. people are very passionate out mm, there at the moment very and, much so and it's fantastic to see and it's quite heartwarming um but there's 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 also a lot of anger i think and people the line gets blurred Really quickly, mm. um, because now, for example, there's, because there's so much, um, there's such a big spotlight on Wangi at the moment, um, and the lions and everything with, with the collaring, um, with the wild crew guys up there, um, it, they're very much in the spotlight. And now there's a wild male who's obviously way past his prime, but he is collared. And I'm not sure who it was has gone and taken a photo of him and, Put it on social media, um, but he—he's obviously thin. He's lost condition. He—he he isn't with his pride anymore, and he's gone off. And this is what 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 all animals do, even our domestic cats. If mm. they get sick or too old, they will go off, find a little quiet spot, and just want to be by themselves mm. and just and pass away. Exactly. Yes. Um, but there's a huge outcry now with regards to those people saying, oh, no, they need to mm. now go and feed him and they need to look after him, take him to a sanctuary. Oh, this is a problem when well-meaning. Mm. Um, yeah. There's a big difference between bona fide conservation yes. and trophy hunting. And so it's, the it's two, difficult to explain. It's yeah. difficult to the explain. The two must be differentiated mm. and you know the professionals that work these reserves. Culling is a ne- is a necessity. We we fence our wild is areas. Is it really? It is. Except elephants, they've they've interestingly done studies. If the area is large enough, you can actually man- manage an elephant population by limiting water sources and doing all sorts of other things. So that that um, the scientific results are actually showing that that's more successful than culling. But generally, with your hoof stock and that, in terms of biodiversity, if you keep an area fenced, it has a carrying capacity, and if you exceed that. Car- capacity it has very bad effects for all of the animals so if you have too many impala they're going to eat all of the browse and then all the other animals are going to starve okay. so they're, they're not going to affect so but there's a very big difference between culling and trophy hunting i mm. mean you don't see you know there's no pride in culling it's done by professionals it's done in an organized fashion in the most humane fashion i think we must say though that one of the saddest things regarding the cecil thing is that every 
if only we had this outcry for the 27 mm. elephant calves mm. that were removed from Huangi yes, uh, yes. a couple of months ago. Those poor calves are suffering for a lot more than 40 hours. Right. They still suffered aren't for 40 they, hours. Aren't there still three there in the There's bonus? three, yes, but the, the 27 have gone to China yeah. and those animals will suffer every single day of their lives. Yet if only we had the international outcry regarding those animals as well. Why mm. only Cecil, you know? Mm. It's just, and, and Huangi hasn't said anything about that. Robert Mugabe hasn't acknowledged it at all. And it's going to happen again. They're going to continue doing live captures and removals. And it's horrible to say, but, you know, it's a lot more suffering than just 40 yeah. hours. So well, our concern is they, they have They have still got lion cubs sitting in cages there yeah. with those yeah. three elephants. Exactly. That they removed from the wild... And for sale to away China. from their pride yeah. to sell to China. To do what with? To be going to entertainment parks. Yeah. Entertainment parks and their conditions are horrific over there. I'm horrific. Sure. You know, I'm elephants sure. are highly sentient beings. We've got a law in this country that blatantly stops the removal of calves from family groups because it is so traumatic. And there's such cruelty. With the Thule elephant case, we won that case. The cruelty was proven. We've got other, we've got, um, Two other charges relating to elephants in elephant back safaris. You know, the the cruelty in these industries is inherent. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the most important thing, if every single person who's showed outrage against Cecil can apply their outrage to every single wild animal. Absolutely. That's why in the beginning I said Cecil was not Mm. the first and he won't be the last. And he's elephants, leopard, lion. I mean... I found something, and I don't know if I'm correct, if one of you ladies know better. They were saying that lions, there used to be um, 50 years ago, 200,000. There's mm-hmm. only 15,000 left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leopards, um, even worse, there were 80,000, 23,000 mm-hmm. left. Tigers, let's not even go there, yeah. but uh, now there's only 3,000 tigers left. Mm-hmm. So now I, I read up a, a speech that Robert Mugabe made on Monday where he lashed out at foreigners and he said they were destroying his country's wildlife and other natural resources and that Zimbabwean authorities have now since launched a crackdown on illegal hunting. Is this just talk? Well, you have to balance that. For me, yes, he's speaking out, but balance that against these elephants that have been sent to China, mm. the babies that are still sitting in a boma with the lions mm-hmm. that are sitting in a boma. Balance that as well with every time he has a birthday celebration, yes. they slaughter a whole lot of yeah. animals. Right. So is that an opportunity for him to speak out against the U.S.? Mm. Who he always has issues with mm, Because this was a US uh, yes. hunter right? And gain political brownie points Because you have to If he is outraged Give him the benefit of the doubt If he is outraged mm, That outrage has to apply across the board To all the wildlife mm-hmm. Right. And just because something's legal doesn't make it right. No. Because he's very much hiding behind the fact that, oh, the illegal, the illegal activities are bad. Those elephant removals were legal in terms of the paperwork. Mm. It most certainly doesn't make it ethical or acceptable. No. No. And it just, I mean, it turns one's stomach, but I mean, this Walter Palmer, he's taken the brunt of it now, as I said, the, the guys in hiding. Apparently they are calling for extradition yes. of him, yes. uh, but apparently no one can find him. I doubt very much whether they'll extradite him to Zim. We'll see. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. At but least, at least there's, at least there's attempts to do it because mm. the law is the law and, um, certain people should not be above the law. And do you agree with people, some of them, they're, they're going die Palmer and they're threatening his, no, his family and extremism. It's extreme mm. activism that mm. it doesn't yeah. help anything. It's, it's when something like this need, that happens, you need to be a little bit more proactive than that. 
If you wouldn't um, say it to someone's face, don't say it no. online. And I just, it just, it just creates a whole sort of ugly situation and it, and it almost fuels the, the, the hunting organizations mm-hmm. and mm. they say, oh, look, look at those greenies. They, they all crazy. The bunny it discredits exactly. the message. Mm. It discredits um, the message. And it just, it doesn't make all the legitimate conservation mm. organizations out there. It doesn't make their jobs any easier to try and actually then engage in sort of conversation that makes sense. I mean, um, I've, I've read some horrible curses and, mm. but on the other hand, there's another school of thought to say that if you are also a hunter, you now are going to kind of watch your back because they are weeding them out. They are publicly mm. shaming them. And um, does this not also help? And it's, it's controversial. It, it, it in our opinion, so. every single trophy hunt should be made available mm. to the public. They mm. should be fully aware of what animal is going to be hunted because as I, as we said, you know, this is, this is their hobby and it's so selfish for one person to kill an animal that hundreds could take enjoyment of from seeing mm. or mm. watching or watching their progeny or their offspring. It's, it's not something that should just be up, left up to the individual selfish whims. No. And another thing is that in, in, if you go and trophy hunt a wild male um, you it's not only the male that you're killing because then if if, if it's a co- if it's a pride that only has one male then the male is taken out the picture the rest of the pride is left vulnerable to any other males that may come through the territory um, if a male does come through the territory they will obviously want to spread their genes so they end up killing all the cubs mm. um, along with the male that has been shot um, fe- females will will fight fiercely to protect the pride and to protect protect their cubs. Um, a lot of the time, there's casualties with regards to that. So a female or two may lose their lives as well. So for killing one male lion, you are in fact losing mm-hmm. between ugh, I don't it's know, call it seven to ten. Right. So it's not it's not one male. And if you consider that there are only about three thousand. Males left throughout Africa. Gosh. That's not three thousand. Three thousand males. Now this it's is not in a lot the wild, of not in the captive in the wild. breeding. No, wild fraternity. and captive are completely, completely different. different. You can't put uh, wild and captive mm, lions together. No. In, in in and you can't say like in South Africa, for example. There's there's um, about two thousand wild lion uh, left in reserves and about eight thousand captive. But now what they are wanting to do is is combine the numbers to make mm. it, oh, we have 10,000 mm, lion mm. and we, we don't have an issue. Our lion population is fine when, in fact, you, you actually can't do that. You can't. And now, Linda, these um, lion, how do you tell if you're an overseas tourist or somebody wants to go out and have fun with your family, you want to go to a lion park? How do you tell if this is a true lion sanctuary that are helping with conservation or if this is, in fact, a cane lion breeding facility? Well, for me, there's there's one thing that sticks out like a sore thumb is their breeding. Mm. And if there's breeding, it's not a sanctuary because a, a, a sanctuary as recognized worldwide is a non-breeding facility. So there should be no breeding. You will not find any cubs there. You will only find adult animals. Um, there's no handling, so there's no mm. petting opportunities, there's no walking opportunities. And we actually have very, very few sanctuaries in this country. Would there not be natural breeding at the sanctuaries? No. Mm. Not. In, uh, no. Any, any sanctuary there's, um, you'll find talking about, 
about the lines, the males or either have been vasectomized or really? the females on contraceptives. There is no breeding. Why? Because you don't want to perpetuate numbers in captivity. Oh, okay. So where these lines are, let's take Lions Rock as an example mm. um, in the Free State. So they've brought in lions from European zoos, circuses, whatever, that have been in, in, in really bad conditions. You can't release those lions into the wild, but you don't want to increase numbers in captivity either. So best case scenario, those lions will live in a sanctuary, live out the rest of their lives, mm. and they will die there. But the, the numbers will not increase. Right. So there's no breeding right. going on. That is the definition of a sanctuary. So if you go somewhere and you're offered petting opportunities, mm. walking opportunities, mm. there's any breeding going on, it's not a sanctuary. Now, that leads me to the Lion Park. Yes. Um, I have to ask, they have petting, lion petting. I mean, so many people have gone there and you take these lovely pictures and it's very cute and all the rest. I think there's been a bit of controversy around that too. Well, there was um, 60 Minutes, CBS 60 Minutes did mm. an expose in November last year. We did a protest outside there in March this year. Um, carte blanche has just done an expose as well um, we do have permits that they have sold into canned hunting mm. they will tell you they're not involved in can hunting and no they're not because it doesn't happen on that property um, but lines have gone to people that do canned hunting they also tell you that they love all their animals and they stay there forever they have cubs 365 mm-hmm. days of the year Where do they go? there's no way that they can stay there they'd be bursting out onto Malibongui Drive sure. and beyond sure so you know one one has to look at that and as I say as I've said before ask questions mm-hmm. the numbers mm-hmm. are not adding up they are not adding no, up and as you were saying on your website these little cubs are human playthings mm-hmm. yes. that is what they breed yeah. for to mm-hmm. be photographed with mm-hmm. the kids this is all fun and nice you go home to your comfortable home and those little babies you know, carry on mm-hmm. to live yeah. in, you know, they suffer and eventually they get murdered. Mm-hmm. And the suffering for them during that whole petting um, cycle as well is immense because mm. well, sure. if anyone has, has a cat, for instance, mm. you know how many hours in a day a cat mm. sleeps? Mm-hmm. Kittens, even more. Yeah. They sleep no, all the time. Stressful. So these cubs are not allowed to sleep because they're being poured mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So you've got all this. And it's the different smells. The different and smells, the, the different energies and yes. whatever. Um, and the stress that they go through, never mind that they've been taken from their mothers. And I've been in some of these places where you actually can hear the mothers and the cubs calling to one another. Yes. And it's heartbreaking. Yes, it it's really heartbreaking. heartbreaking. So they've got that stress that they want to be with their mother and they're not. Um, they're not with their pride at all. And then they have the stress of all these people, some of whom are, well, the energy from them is just, it's, it's horrendous. And they don't sleep. They're not allowed to sleep. You know, I always say you, you need to put yourself almost in that animal's mm. body mm. and think, how would it be for you? Mm. It it turns one's stomach. It's just total abuse and mm-hmm. total cruelty, and we don't have the right to do it. We really don't. Another thing is with regards to the whole um, captive breeding and, and cub petting and lion walks and stuff like that, you – all you need to do is is look at the pictures of the people going on the walks with mm. the sub-adult lions. 
Um, I think the, 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 the walking age cutoff is, is two for a lion. Um, it should be a lot less than that if, if it is going to happen, which it shouldn't. Um, but they give all of the people that go walking with these lion sticks. Now you need to ask yourself, why are they walking mm, with sticks? Mm. It's because out of the public eye, they, that is the way that they are controlling the lions. So they get beaten. Um, as soon as you pick, I, I, I picked up a, a male who, who had reached his, his walking point, um, to take him to a sanctuary. And the condition of him was absolutely shocking. Um, it was just, he was skeletal. It was ribs and bones. And for about two to three weeks, we actually thought that he was going to die. He came right. But after that, if you walk past his enclosure and bend down and, and pick up a stick or walk past with an umbrella or any sort of long, Mm -hmm. long, long looking thing, he would get highly aggressive and charge at the fence. And you you just need to, Mm. exactly. That's fear. That's a fear reaction, Um, fear aggression. Totally. So let's now get to the point where people who are listening, what can they do? How can they help? Except, you know, aside from the obvious, do not hunt, do not visit line petting facilities. Is there anything else they can do? Uh, donations or anything well, like I, that, Drew? I think the, the, the one thing that they need to do, especially the, the international people who get quite frustrated because they mm, want to do something right. sort of and help and they're not here so they can't do it is to, they need to lobby their various government, um, wildlife organizations to try and get, um, bans put in place with regards to the importation of, of the various trophies. Mm. Um, because then that makes, I think, the trophy hunters' lives a little bit more difficult because the reason they're trophy yes. hunters is because they want the head on the wall or the carpet right. or whatever the case may be. And if the bands are in place, they won't be able to do that. So that need for them, I don't know, I think, like Linda said a little bit earlier, it's a little bit psychopathic maybe. The need will still be there, but mm. the opportunity... Yes, won't be there. So they, they, they definitely need to contact their, their government organizations. Another thing, there's a lot of, um, organizations who are doing fantastic work on the ground, um, with regards to dealing with human wildlife com- conflict, um, you know, uh, putting up bomas, sorting out lights to try and protect the communities, the livestock, mm, as well as the yes. lions. Um, I would suggest that money goes, um, to, to organizations like that, but you need to do your homework because I think there's lots of people out there who are jump, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, making money out of the exactly. situation. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think you're right. There's a lot of petitions going around, whether they work or not. Oh, I don't you know, know but sign them. Let's exactly. see. Exactly. <laughs> sign them. There's a, there's a great petition doing the rounds, um, that the White House is apparently. Oh, okay. Um, released, and I, I think a lot of people are are signing those, jumping onto yeah. that. It, yeah, every absolutely. every little bit helps. It does, and it doesn't matter if you've been in this fight for twenty mm. years, or if you've been in, in it for five years, or since uh, you know the first yeah. of July, which is when Cecil Cecil was hunted. 
the most important thing is that you actually stand up and you are making a noise and you are doing yes. something and carry on doing it yes. because people are starting to, let's not to forget. take notice. Let's, uh, Cecil, as I said, is one lion who was hunted, but let's not forget him and what he mm-hmm. stood for. And be positive. And be positive about it and, and let's just get everybody That's standing together. up and rallying exactly. together because, you know, this is very important. Ladies, thank you so much. I, I just want to do end off today with, with talking about what I do aside from the show is I do Canine Zone magazine, which does fight for the rights of our, our doggy friends. Uh, Canine Zone's next issue will be on shelves next week on the 17th. And in, as usual, we're going to have our heartbreaking and heartwarming. We always put in happy ending stories about dogs that have been rescued. We've got some wonderful advice. This is our Beagle, um, edition and it's got a wonderful story in about the Brits 10, which was a puppy mill. So head on down to Pick and Pay Spa, Woolworths or CNA. And if you are overseas, you can get us in digital format on www.magster.com. Please go onto our Facebook page called Canine Zone. We not only do we, you know, tell you stories and let you know what's happening, but we also tell you what's coming up on this show every week. And this show does look at all animals from dogs, lions, cats, you name it. Um, then I want to talk quickly about the movie Max. This is an amazing movie coming out in South Africa on the 18th of September. Max is a story of a precision-trained military dog who serves on the front lines of ex- uh, Afghanistan. Along, sorry, Afghanistan. Let's try that again. Luckily, I'm not a newsreader. Alongside his handler, U.S. Marine Kyle Wincott. Now, this is an amazing movie for for the whole family. And the great part about this is that Animal Talk is hosting an exclusive national preview screening of this movie, so you can get to see it before anybody else. Screenings will take place on Thursday, the 10th of September, at Starkinico Krista Shopping Centre, Johannesburg, Tiger Valley in Cape Town, and the Galleria Mall in Amanzam Toti KZN. Your entrance fee is nothing but a donation, so dry food, tins of, of dog food, blankets, toys, treats, any canine-related products, and all donations are going to go to the BVFD Canine Search and Rescue Unit in Cape Town. So bookings are essential. You do need to pre-book. Please contact Claudia, C-L-A-U-D-I-A, at Panorama. So that's P-A-N-O-R-A-M-A dot C-O dot Z-A by Monday the 7th of September. Just remember, tickets on a first-come, first-served basis. So just ending off here today, um, I found a wonderful song by Toto called Africa. It has always brought to mind this wonderful continent, uh, continent that we live in and the wonderful people and the wonderful animals. And I really believe that if we all just stood together and you know, gave some thought to each other and, and to our sentient beings. We could really, really make a difference. And the only way is if we all stand together. We can yeah. all accept. Oh, exactly. We could accept, yeah. what's, accept what's going on and get on with our own lives. But where's that going to get us mm. at the end of the day? Um, I just want to quickly, NSPCA side, how can people help you? Donations. Donations, um, donations, we're a donations. Non governmental, um, sure. non profit organizations. So donations are very sorely needed. As I said, we're the only organization working nationally that inspects wild mm. animals in mm. captivity. We have a special, my unit is specifically do, um, focused on this. And also, a little note today is actually World Elephant Day. Oh, wonderful. So, if everyone can please spare yes. a thought to all of the elephants suffering in captivity and also make a pledge today to promise not to walk with lions, play with baby lions, yes. or pet lions, Absolutely. and also not. 
not to ride elephants and no, the world absolutely. will start being a better place just by those decisions. Absolutely. And how would they do that? How do they donate? Off your website? Off Michelle? our website, www.nspca.co.za. Perfect. Linda, from your side? Um, what I would suggest is people go onto our website, www.candline.org, sign up for a newsletter. You can also donate to the campaign if you want, but the newsletters we do once a month and it keeps you up to date with what is happening, mm. what you can do, what's happening in your area with protests or marches or whatever. The same thing as Ainsley, please, if you don't go and pet cubs, don't go and walk with lions. Don't do it. Mm. And if you hear of friends that are wanting to do that, actually say to them, you know Mm. what, this is not such a good idea. Can I tell you why? Education is key. Because it's people don't know any better. And, and if you, each person speaks to one other person. We get the message we out do. there. And isn't there a big march coming up, Linda? There is um, Global March for Lions, Elephants um, and Rhinos um, on the 4th of October. So there is a Global March website or a, a, a Facebook page which people can go onto and you'll see your city. So all around the mm. world, if you go onto that Global March Facebook page, Fantastic. there is a link to the different cities where, where things are happening. Oh. And then also please... Follow Bloodlines. Um, yes. Uh, they have a Facebook page and a website. And if you're in Joburg and you can get to a screening on Saturday, go to Web Ticket and book your tickets now. Very important. And be interesting to see how many people turn out for this march internationally. I think mm. it's going to be amazing. Mm. I really, really do. Ladies, thank you so much. My animal warriors that are here today, we say animal angels. There are so many um, animal angels around. And I, I truly, truly thank you for all you do. For, for nature and for our wildlife. So we'll be back again next week, 11 to 12. Or if you've missed the show or just tuned in, we are available on podcast anytime that suits you. Just go onto our website, www.cliffcentral.com. Look under Wednesday, Animal Central, and you can listen to all our past shows as well. So we'll be back next week with more exciting guests, interesting stories. And as I always say, go and please give your dogs and cats a big hug from me and be playing out with Toto's Africa. Bye for now. I hear the drums that go in tonight. She hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12 flights The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me toward salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies Turn to me as if to say, hurry boy, it's waiting there for you.
This is CliffCentral.com.